Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our Thrive Sermon Series. During this series, we're exploring what it means and looks like to thrive in Christ. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We'd love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at valleybrook.cc, select Contact Us, and send us an email. We're so excited that you're all here. Uh, today is a special day. We're going to get to hear from one of our elders, Ray Bugnacki. As I said, he's an elder. He also leads the House of Prayer here on Monday nights. So please give him a warm Valley Brook welcome. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, boy. That worship was awesome tonight. I don't even think I need to say anything. Come <laughs> on. Uh, I'll tell you, this, this week was, uh, it was uh, a pretty neat week. This Friday, I, um, I was home and doing some things around the house. It was raining outside, and I got a phone call, and it's like, Bill, who's Bill? Oh, okay, I pick it up. He said, hey, Ray, guess what? It's time to take your boat out of the water. <laughs> and so, um, so I, we have a boat that's docked at Kangaman Lake, so I, I asked Bill, I said, Bill, could you meet me over at the, uh, the, the dock launch, because we had... Our, the dock where the boat was was one side of the lake, and the, um, the launch was on the other side of the lake. And so I headed over there, hooked up the trailer, headed over there, and um, I untied the boat, got on, and it was raining, the you know, beautiful leaves just flying everywhere. And um, as I was heading across the lake, I'm just cranking over to the boat launch. I just started to laugh. I was like, boy, this summer was really pretty neat. Pretty cool. This is a whole new thing, having a boat as a family. And all these thoughts started coming back. And um, uh, Heather and I and, and Benjamin, we went to Cabela's to get our boat safety license. And um, so the beginning of the summer, we, we headed over to Cabela's. It started at 7 o'clock in the morning. And um, we got there, and the, the classroom was full. Um, two stores I love, uh, Cabela's and Tractor Supply my two favorite stores, but uh, it was kind of cool going there, and, and uh, so we started the, the, the safety course, and it started at 7 in the morning. I think it went until 5 in the afternoon. Um, I could not believe how much was involved in getting this, uh, this license. I was like, are you kidding me? And my son, Ben, was the youngest one in the class, and so 12 noon, we were able to take a break, go get our bison burger, and um, then we headed back to the class, and, and sitting in the class, uh, we, we started the test. I'm like, oh man, this is rough. All I want to do is like go have fun. I want to get out on that boat and have a blast, but I knew this was something I had to do. So uh, we're taking the course, and you know, when people are done, they get up and they walk out of the classroom, and um, my son... Benjamin being one of the youngest, uh, he was still taking the course. He was one of the last ones uh, still taking the course. And uh, the uh, instructor was a retired captain. And um, he looks over at Benjamin. He said, hey, Ben, come on up. So he sat down next to Ben and uh, started to, you know, uh, explain some of the questions. So Ben would understand what the questions were, and then he can answer them. So Heather and I are anxious. We're like, we really want him to get his license. This would be so cool for us to all go out on that boat. And then, sure enough, he passed. Hooray. 
It was so awesome because Ben had his boating license and Chris and Dave did not. So Ben could drive the boat and Chris and Dave couldn't. Well, Dave and I, we headed over and the whole family was on the dock on one side of the lake waiting for us to show up. And, and uh, Dave and I, we loaded the boat into the lake and, and we started uh, heading over. And, and when I was driving over, all I was doing was going through my mind of the checklist that I learned in the class of everything that I needed to do. And as we're cranking across the lake, I felt my feet getting wet. <laughs> I felt my pocket. Oh, no, the cork that goes in the bottom of the boat wasn't in. I was like, oh, my goodness. So, like, we got to the dock. We tied it up. I told Dave, start bailing. I jumped around the back, got in the water, and plugged the back of the boat. And Bill, the, the guy who was having us dock the boat, he says, why don't you hit the bilge pump? Bilge pump, Really? I think that was in the course. <laughs> so I hit the button, the water started squirting out the side of the bus. Like, wow, that's awesome that we have one of these things, <laughs> you know. But uh, in preparing for this morning, you know, I was really thinking of the scripture, the fruits of the spirit. It, it's, one, it, it's, one of the, it's a very simple scripture, but the details are so important. And um, Paul writes in Galatians, he says, uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. You know, some translations, uh, the NIV uses forbearance, and then um, some use patience. Um, one other scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, we hear, you know, if I was to ask you what uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is, you would all Usually everybody's like ready on that one. Love is patient, right? It just pops up, rolls off the tongue. And, um, and so this scripture, you know, it's so simple, but yet so important. And in preparing, I felt like the Lord was saying that love is the glue that keeps everything together. It, it, it makes everything work. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you know, um, Paul goes and he talks to the Corinthian church and he says, listen, you know, if you have faith to like move mountains and you um, are able to speak in tongues of angels and uh, um, what are the other ones? But, you know, you get the idea that if you could do that, like to me, I'm impressed by that stuff. I don't think Paul was just putting it in there because it can't happen. I believe it really can happen. But what Paul was saying, he said, even though you can do all of these things, if you don't have love, that ain't worth diddly. I think it's kind of cool because, you know, so often we think of all this big stuff, but we miss the little things. Ephesians 4, 2 says, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Did you ever think that some of the smallest things could actually be the biggest thing? You know, um, in the fall, I love Cortland apples. And my wife, Heather, she's a McGowan person. I think they're both great. I like the Cortland. It's a little meatier, but when you bite into it in season, it snaps. It's like, that's such a good apple. And um, I think it's really kind of neat that Paul uses the, um, the analogy of 
these qualities as being like fruit. Because it tastes like really, really good. It tastes so good that in season, at the right time, that this love tastes good. And all I could picture is, you know, Paul looking at the church says, listen, you guys have no idea how good God is. Like you have no idea what it looks like when the life of God is flowing inside of your heart. That it's so good, it tastes so good that the world will enjoy to take a big bite out of you. That sounds weird, but it's true. Because the fruit comes through you. Jesus said, he made it really clear. He said, he said I am the vine and you are the branches. Anyone who abides in me will bear much fruit. And anyone that does not abide in me can do nothing. And that's a scripture that this whole study was, was hinging on. So if you look at that scripture, that basically says that you, I'm talking every one of you guys in this room, are what the world is looking for. That's Jesus' plan. Jesus' plan is that, you know what, I'm going to work through people, and people are going to display my glory. That you're, you're going you're gonna, to, you are the answer. Like, there's no other plan. I, you know, I read through the Bible a few times, and I really don't see any other way out, guys. It's like every single one of us is all hands on deck. And Paul makes it very clear. He said, listen, bear with one another in love. Love is the glue. It seems so small, but yet it's so big. It's really what it's all about. I love the picture in the book of Ezekiel, he says, you know, it's in Ezekiel 47, verse 12. He, he sees this picture of the throne of God, and from under the throne, there's a river that begins to flow. And where it flows, uh, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper, and fresh, wa uh, fresh water begins to mingle into the salt water, turning it into fresh water. And along both sides of the riverbank are these trees, and that's where I'm going to pick up. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on the banks of the river. Their leaves will, will not wither, nor will their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit, because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for the healing of the nations. It's a beautiful picture. And in seeing this, I'm seeing a connection between a scripture, that, a word that Jesus has in the book of John. And it goes like this. John chapter 7, verse 37 through 38. He said, On the last and great day of the festival... Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from them. This is really cool. Like, I love these pictures. Like, just to think, like, you know, here's there's a river, and we know, like, we are branches, and there's, like, this fruit coming. And then what Jesus is saying, that deep down inside of every believer, he gave a deposit. And that deposit is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is really God. Like, when I hear this song, Holy Spirit Come, this, this song just, when I put on Caleb, I don't care what anybody, stop laughing. I love that station. 
I, that's my kids. They're like too cool for that right now. But I'm going to tell you something. Being, becoming a Christian in 1984 and going to church, Holy Spirit, just even saying the Holy Spirit's name was such a struggle. And to turn the radio on, on FM radio 106.9 and hearing Holy Spirit come. If you don't think that means something, let me tell you something. That's huge. Holy Spirit come. So Jesus is talking about these living waters that, that are in the bellies of every single believer. You know, it's kind of cool because the captain that was running the ship, the retired captain that was uh, running the classic Cabela's, when Benjamin was starting to, you know, struggle a little bit, he asked him, he said, hey, come on forward, Ben, come sit with me. And so the captain took some time to explain to them the questions. So, you know, just take the time, Ben, let me, let me read it over. Are you getting this? Are you getting this? You know, so often that, you know, we step out before we go over the list. And I'm, I, like, I'm as guilty as anybody because I get so caught up in the situation. Like, I can't wait to have fun. Like, I can't wait to get on that boat and, like, crank across the lake and get the kids on the tube and uh, have my wife yell at me the whole time so, you know, nobody else drives like this on the lake. <laughs> you got to slow down. But I want to have fun. And, you know, the fruits of the Spirit are very clear. They're very tasty, and it's very fun. But you want to know what? If I didn't have that little cork <laughs> in the back of the boat, the fun was going to end that day. That boat was going to be down underneath the lake, and the summer would have been over. My boat would have been at the bottom of the lake. Bill told me, he says, good thing you were going fast. Maybe it was pushing the water away from the hole in the back. But so often we move so quick, and, and we don't take the time to really think about that little cork. I kind of debated, should I use this story or not? Because I, I know it's going to come back. But, but in all honesty, so many of us, we get caught up into life and we get caught up into doing things. And then we forget about some of the simplest little things. So just like what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians, he said, listen, you can have every kind of program. You can have every kind of idea of how you want to get the, the church to grow. But I'm going to tell you something. There's, there's one thing that, that trumps everything. It's love. It's such a little thing, but it's love. And everybody looks at the study and says, well, you know, it's so simple. Are you really going to take a whole season to, to go over this? Well, as elders, we knew, you know, we really, we've, we've really been praying about what does it take to change the culture so that we're attractive, right? And we felt like really important. Paul makes it really clear, very simple in one verse, you know, what does it take? It takes the fruit of the Spirit. So everything that we do, the most important thing is the love that's flowing through our lives. Have you ever heard the, word, the, the saying, loose lips sink ships? Well, let me tell you something. A loose cork at the bottom of the boat sinks ships. And the Lord is saying, listen, go through, take the time, have the patience to remember before you speak, before you say something. Because the Lord wants to make you really yummy to the world. He really does. 
He wants your relationship connecting with somebody else to be so sweet that you're going to attract so many people. They're going to say, what is inside of you? I need it. I need it. So sometimes we have to take the time to look over the manual. To look over all the stuff. We go to the Bible classes. We go to Bible study over and over and over again. We learn all kinds of cool stuff. But we got to get the first thing first. You got to get the cork in the boat. So if you look at everyone, the person sitting next to you, that person God thought of before the foundations of the earth were even put together. And so the pride and glory of the, of the Lord is you. That's his joy. You guys are going to taste so good to North Granby that we're going to like blow the doors out of this place. There's not going to be enough room. There is not going to be enough room because love is going to overflow. So many of us hear the saying, you know, uh, I can't wait for Jesus to return. Well, there's a scripture I'm going to read this morning, and it kind of says, I can't wait for the church, the children of God, to come forward. Let me read. Romans chapter 8, verse 18 through 28, uh, 30. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing for the glory that will be revealed in us. I'm going to break this up a little pieces because there's just so much here. What Paul is saying, that every situation, every circumstance can't even come close to the glory that's going to be revealed in you. The church main focus is restoration. To bring back everything the way the Lord intended it. To erase every lie that the enemy has put in your life to say that you cannot. And Jesus came so that you would have life and have it more abundantly like a big basket of fruit. I'll read on. For the creation... The, the actual ground that you're walking on, the, the whole universe, okay, waits in eager expectation for the children of God be revealed in us. That's amazing. You know, we talk so much about, I can't wait for Jesus to be revealed, for Jesus to come. We sing it all the time. But you want to know something? All of the earth and all the world is waiting for you. Is waiting for the glory of God to be revealed in you. I'm going to read on. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruit, the Spirit, 
groans inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know uh, when we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us uh, through words and groans. And he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with God's will. And we know that in all things God works for, for the good of those who love him, who have been uh, called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of the Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those um, he called, he has also justified. Those he justified, he also glorifies. It's a lot. But I, I encourage you to take that scripture and take some time and go over it. But what he's saying, he's God's plan and the Holy Spirit that's dwelling inside of you is to take that time for God to transform you into the likeness of his son. Jesus is the answer to all the world, but he chose for you to spread that news. He chose, he said, you know, they, you will know that they're my disciples by their love. It's simple. We know what love is. It's in the scripture. I want to ask you to do something this morning. We hear about this river of living waters that flow from our bellies. You know, we want to get on the same page as God. We want to get on the same page as that Holy Spirit that's dwelling inside of our bellies so that fruit would grow. As Jesus said, if you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. So I'm going to ask you to do something. My wife Heather doesn't like when I do this, but I'm going to do it anyways. Could you put your hands on your bellies? We're going to prime the pump this morning. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just come. Well, back up. First of all, if any of you that are here that have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you would pray after me, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I ask that you would come into my heart and be Lord of my life. And if you said that prayer right now, if you, can, if you can tell me or Clark or any of the prayer team that's going to be up here shortly, you just got your boating license. That's your boating license. You're in the boat. So now, put your hand on your bellies. Holy Spirit, come. I ask that you'd fill every person in this place. Lord, I ask that you would just break through those things or where these barriers where we did not take the time to hear what you had to say so that love would flow. So Lord Jesus, I ask that you'd come. I ask you'd fill every one of us today. Lord, I ask that we would have the patience and the time 
to go over the list before we engage with any person. So if we can all stand. Now I'm going to challenge you this morning. Every one of us, all of, all of the scripture, everything that Paul talks about is all relational. And if there's a relationship that's being strained or you're having a hard time with, every one of us has gone through it. But you know what? The beautiful thing is, as Paul says, he said, love never fails. And I believe the Bible. I really do. Love always wins. So let's, as we begin to, uh, Chris is going to sing a song. As we worship, there's going to be a prayer team up here. Anybody that has been at the house of prayer or on the prayer team, I encourage you guys to come forward. You know who you are to come and, you know, because I want people here in front. Because if there's a, if there's a relationship that you're struggling with and you need the Lord to break through, I'm asking you to come forward because I really have faith and I really do believe that God will set you free. God will set you free. And so, um, so Lord Jesus, I ask right now that, uh, Holy Spirit, that you would just quicken our minds and our hearts to, to those situations that we need. We need to come to you. We need to sit down with the captain and allow that captain just to share with us his truth and his goodness. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. It's our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information about Valleybrook Community Church, please visit our website at valleybrook.cc.